Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the positional spiritual gifts episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hello. What did you think about that episode? I have a feeling this is an episode that's going to surprise people. I think the, the three classes of spiritual gifts episode I thought was a great overview. And I think it's going to build some intrigue into understanding each of the, the three classes, but going into a deep dive into this episode, specifically into the positional spiritual gifts. I feel like the first thing people are going to experience is that a lot of people are going to experience is I'm one of the people who really doesn't understand these gifts. I think largely pastors in the church in America and maybe worldwide, but for sure in America that I have seen are, that's the gift. It's to Rich's point when he called, it's like, that's the gift that Jesus, that God gave to the church, the pastors, they're in charge. They do everything. Right. So I think this to me, although it seems like an issue, a topic that people should have a little bit more clarity in maybe because so much of it is just right in the scriptures. It reminds me of some of the episodes we did season three mystery versus puzzle mm-hmm. Gnosticism. There's this sense of, okay, before I can even explain to you how this topic has hurt the church, I need to explain to you the topic itself. Mm. And that's one of the biggest ways we've been hurt is we don't, we don't understand the spiritual gifts as a church. And these are the way that the Holy spirit, that God is trying to work through the Holy spirit, that Christ is trying to work through the Holy spirit to benefit us. And it's just, we're just clueless. So I love it. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I I love all the scriptural support we're going to be able to have to really prove that these gifts still still exist. But it's funny, the, the positional spiritual gifts all kind of hinge on two things. One is this belief that the pastors basically does all of it. Right. Or two, this belief that we don't have apostles and prophets anymore. Those are the two really big things that I think people will connect with. People are going to connect with this idea that, oh yeah, apostles and prophets, nah. And people are really going to connect with, yeah, pastors do everything. I think the the clarity we brought to it is going to be a lot of new stuff to a lot of people. And I, I love it. I love it. I had a lot of fun. It's an important topic. I think it's near and dear to both of our hearts because it is really, it's really at the core of the leadership. You and I are leaders in the church and we both care about leadership so much. Yep. It's nice to talk about not just even leadership as a whole, but specific roles of leadership that are meant to benefit the church. So I'm, I'm really excited about that episode. I feel great. I think it's a really important topic and I'm glad we, glad we finally got to cover it. I'm curious where, where in church history did this start to become, you know, a a doctrine that apostles and prophets don't exist anymore. I don't know. I don't know if you know, like, was there damage that happened in the church? Like, 
of people calling themselves apostles, but I'm, I'm just confused where this doctrine came that, that these two are gone and the other ones are still around. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know the answer to it, but I think I can understand the thought process behind those decisions that are being made. Oh, then I want to, I definitely want to hear it. And, and I think it really does come down to a misunderstanding of how God interacts with us. So I don't know that. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to even take a guess because I don't know when this really started. Like during the, the council of Nicaea, did they still believe there were apostles? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, during the Protestant reformation, did they, I don't Hmm. know. But if I was to guess, I think, I mean, so much of the way our church is run today stems from the influence of the protestant reformation marriages i mean look at some of the season one episodes if you want to do a deep dive into some of the impact the protestant reformation had on our church marriage doctrine in general but i wonder so this is just me wondering if the the transition from the doctrine of grace being turned into unmerited favor had this really big impact on people not understanding that God is trying to influence individuals by his spirit the same way he did when the books and letters that we're reading in the Bible were written Hmm. under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Paul the Apostle, writing these letters he wrote that are now collected in the New Testament, we all believe they were inspired of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that speaks to you and me in the same way that he spoke to Paul. He's going to work through me differently than he's going to work through you or through Paul, but it's still the same God Hmm. speaking according to the same manner of grace that divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That's what, that's the inspiration of the Holy spirit. When I don't understand grace anymore, what happens is God doesn't speak anymore the way he did back when the Bible was being written. So I think that plays a part people not really understanding that the Holy spirit can speak to me. And, and frankly, If the Holy Spirit is speaking through a person and those words, the Holy Spirit is inspiring in that person are told are being written down, then those written words are as inspired as the letters that Paul wrote that we now collect in the New Testament. Yes, you're right. That I, I agree. is uncomfortable for me to even say. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh-oh, I think I just saw a digital stone get thrown at you. Right. <laughs> but it's the same. Like, so that's where whoever made the decision. And this, this, a lot of this goes back to whoever the men and women were, whoever the authorities in the church were, who made the determination that the word of God is complete. That 
has such a huge impact on us not believing there are apostles and prophets anymore. Meaning we don't need, it's complete meaning we don't need because the belief is support. Right. The belief is the apostles. Well, so one, we needed, we needed apostles because we needed the new Testament church to expand. That's already been, that's already done. We don't need apostles anymore. We need prophets because we need the word of God. We need vessels for the word of God to get out. The Bible's been written. We don't need it anymore. Mm. It's complete. And this would come down to, okay, complete word of God. So God doesn't speak anymore the way he did then. Mm. What do you mean by complete? Right. He's not speaking anymore. Right. Nothing else is divinely inspired. No other words have been inspired by God. What is the difference between Paul writing a letter to Timothy inspired by the Holy Spirit and me and you writing a letter inspired by the Holy Spirit to the Fox cities in Wisconsin? Hypothetically, hmm. what's the difference? Same, right. Same spirit. Hopefully right. same, same speaking the truth in love. Same, you know. If the yes. cause is the Holy Spirit, it's divinely inspired, right? Yeah. So that's where you put this, the Bible's complete. And, and I'm not saying we should be at, let me make this clear. I'm not saying we should add all these books to the Bible. I'm fine with the Bible set up the way it is. I would say it's the sufficient word of God. Everything in the Bible is sufficient for us to be saved, be sanctified, and help others do the same. Everything in the Bible gives me every answer I need to understand who God is, what salvation is, and how those things work together. Everything in the Bible gives us the answer to what God's will is Hmm. and how we can be a part of accomplishing it. It is sufficient, but I think God is greater in how he's able to influence people than just merely what the words that were written down in the book that we now as men have collected and called the Bible. Hmm. So was the person who decided that these 66 books are in the Bible hearing from God the same as, I mean, we would say he was why, because they, because it's lasted as long as it has. I mean, there's all these rationalizations behind it, but the cause of the word of God is God. Hmm. That's what, that's what the word of God is, is when it, when it's God divinely inspired means it's his words through a vessel. So, but, but all that to say, I think what it's the thought process it all comes down to is trying to control a group of people right, to do what I want them to do. Right. And if I'm the pastor of a church, I don't want anybody over me. That's what humans do, right? Right. It's what, so why aren't there apostles and prophets anymore? There you go. Because we've humanized the word of God. We're trying to, and this, we've talked about this a lot. We're trying to improve or ensure some result, some effect to make sure that something doesn't happen where it's like people have been spiritually abused by people claiming that things are the word of God by, you know, false prophets or, you know, people who have claimed to be apostles and they've heard the church. So I can see people going, apostles and prophets are done. Right. 
but it just causes so much more damage. It does. To say that they're to say that those two are done. So then that means that the the pastor's in charge. So is it also like the, you know, this church in Ephesus that Jesus through John commends for its ability to discern an apostle? Is that an ability that just was too hard for us to continue to have? So it's like just let's oh. just say there's no none anymore. Yeah. Because I don't really know what an apostle is. That's just tough. I don't have a, I, we don't have a measure for how to determine, yeah, who is and who isn't. So let's just say that they don't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's this um, error of omission. I don't know. I don't know the answer. So I'm just not going to even bother. Mm. I mean, just not taking action in this area. I'm better off not moving than I am making a mistake. Mm. But I think, honestly, though, I think this is the king mentality coming through. This is the the same mentality that the Israelites had back in 1 Samuel chapter 8 when they asked for a king. This is what humans want. We want. We want to be in control. We want power. We want to gain more power. We want to maintain the power we have. We don't want to lose power. That's what we think brings us happiness is having everybody else do what we tell them to do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I don't know when that happened in the last 2000 years, but that's what happened. It make that makes sense. It, 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 at, in some point in history, that is what happens. Humans, humans got their hands on the truth and they tried to improve, improve upon it? it and made it worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To make it not as tweaky. Yeah. To, to with the greatest intentions in the world to help yeah. people not get hurt. I mean, that, or whatever. It's just easier if there's just one guy in charge. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can go through these gifts more to find out. You know, when you talk about the king, we already have a grid for it. Yeah. If, if the, the king is the pastor and the apostle is the wise man, then the wise, the king rules, but is always able to be corrected by someone else. And it's balanced. The authority and the leadership is balanced. Right. So therefore someone's not the, you, the person in charge. I say that in quotes has someone that can kick his butt and he is under authority. Yeah. And the person who's the wise man doesn't get to call the shots about what happens right <laughs> right they're not steering the ship so it is it is very much uh i decide uh you know the wise men if you've if you've ever done this with anyone where it's like you got one piece of pizza left or one piece of cake left and you go you say to the person do you want to cut or choose you can't do both oh, that's good <laughs> yeah i'm so, usually the guy who just takes the last piece right so if you want like to do it so i get you want to do it fairly so there's my fairly, so here's my if you want to be fair here's my analogy for the for the king and the wise man is there's that's one good. guy who's cutting and one Ooh, guy who's choosing that's such a good analogy 
So the king I'll chooses cut, and the wise choose. man cuts. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And that keeps everything balanced. There's got to be a cutter and a chooser. That's a really good analogy. Because <laughs> I like pizza and cake. I, we do. We do like both of those. Even a burger. We could cut a burger in half. As long as it's a good piece of food, you know, then, then the analogy go. works. There you go. It's hard to cut a crouton, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do the strict strict loose side. Kind of covered it, but let's let's nail it down. Peter. Just nail it down directly. So the yeah. strict side is there aren't apostles and prophets anymore. So the pastors are in charge. Mm-hmm. The loose side is Jesus has done it all and he's, the work's already done. So it's not even, he's still doing it. It's, it's already been done. Nice. Or you could, if you want, if it'll make you happy, go ahead, do one of them. Just don't call yourself an apostle. If you actually want to have an impact, call yourself a church planter. How's that? Ah, I'm a church planter. Wow. Is an interesting. Yeah, that one. Uh, there's a lot behind that statement, huh? <laughs> there is. There's a. Yeah. Sounds like there's a could be a little bit of a loophole. Yeah. And that's we interesting. Still... Do we still yeah. need apostles enough where we have people still planting churches? We do. Yeah. Do we not need more churches? No, we need more churches for but sure. But we just don't call them apostles because then no one would go to that church. So what are the three categories related to self-esteem, Pastor Joel? So we cover it in What the Flock and this this topic of the strict and the loose side hits the church and three categories form. So what are they related to someone's self-esteem? Cause that's what we get a peek inside. When we look at these, these categories, we find out every with every topic where someone's self-esteem is at. So low self-esteem, these people, they're looking, they're looking to get energy from an external source. They don't feel good about who they are. So they, but, but they do want to be happy. So they have these other plans. They look externally for, for that happiness. And a lot of times what we see with low self-esteem are people who are tearing others down, feeling good about themselves at the expense of others. So that's where the source of energy comes from, from at the expense of others. So Mm. these are the people who are going to be trying to shut down or hinder people who believe in these gifts or are embracing these gifts. Like, no, no, there aren't like I share about how, you know, my apostle has been such a huge benefit to the church I'm a part of and to my life. And someone with low self-esteem could likely say there aren't any apostles, Joel. Right. That would be an example of low self. They're trying to get energy at my expense based on what they believe in this area. Hmm. Mid self-esteem. These are people who. They they are getting it. They're they're they feel confident enough about themselves. They do have this ability to, to start gaining energy based on just the confidence they have. And, but they, they also at times can be aimless or 
not not aimless is not necessarily is needing guidance, needing leadership in their lives. And in this area, these are people who are really searching out for that and maybe have been hurt by church and are leaving church because they do want help, but they're not getting it. Mm. Where with high self-esteem, these are leaders. These are people who I'll get energy in my life because I'm giving you energy. Nice. I'll get energy in my, like I'm already energized just based on who I am. I'll get more energy by helping you do that too. Cool. And in this area, it would be, you know, facilitating leadership in another person's life. Maybe it's me helping another person, part of another church embrace. They don't have to embrace the fivefold ministry that I adhere to helping them find their own, find, find their own fivefold ministry, find their own church where, where there's good leaders. So that would be the, that would be how I'd categorize those three as it relates to these positional gifts. Nice. So I have a question about this. I know that, that some are given to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. What would you say to someone who's bummed that they don't have one? I'd, I'd probably, what I'd want to say is you don't need to be bummed. It's okay. (laughs) You should be happy. (laughs) Yeah. What I'd, what I'd probably do though, is I'd probably first feel what they're feeling. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear you. I felt the same way, you know, or I would feel the same way, but ultimately is this, well, one, all five of these are going to be a burden that a person has to carry. It's Mm. a heavy burden. But ultimately what it comes down to is this, who gives us these gifts? Well, these Jesus, Mm -hmm. we know that the, in general, the three different classes of spiritual gifts are given by a different part of the Trinity for a different purpose. Mm -hmm. God is the God of who you are, as well as he is the God of creation and the God of the future and the God of the new Jerusalem and heaven. He didn't make a mistake with you. Hmm. If you were meant to be one of these five, Jesus would have given you one of these gifts. Just because you don't have one doesn't mean your uniqueness doesn't have an amazing, huge purpose behind it. And you can still live this powerful, joyous life just as anybody else. But also, just be a leader in general. Hmm. Step in. You all can facilitate the purpose and progress of others, whether you have one of these offices or not. You still can. And who knows what will happen as an effect. There may be things you'll, able, you'll be able to step into in the future because someone else dropped the ball. I'm not saying Jesus is going to say, oh, I made a mistake with you. Let me give you one of these gifts. But I can say, however you were created and whatever roles that God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit has given you are the best you could ever imagine. Mm. His plan for you is greater than anything you could think. And if you think the way you were created and the roles that you have been given are less than what is perfect for you, I would say you still don't quite understand who God created you to be or what he wants from you. Nice. 
just continue to be the person he created you to be. And you'll be happier than trying to be somebody you're not. Nice. So it just boils down to if you don't have one of these gifts or if you have one of those gifts, then if you have it operating in it will lead you to joy and not operating in it will tank you out. Yeah. Likewise, not having it, not having one of those gifts and operating as one of those gifts is going to tank you out. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. That's a good point. Versus it's versus, and then not being that or being something else or being just you without those gifts is going to bring you energy. Right. You're going to feel a lot more joy, not trying to be, you know, trying to be yourself. And as a result of trying to be yourself is not, is also not doing one of those gifts. Right. So ultimately fivefold or not fivefold the result is the same ought to be the same because if we have this gift we live it out okay so this reminds me you and i had a meeting with our apostle years ago this mm-hmm. might have been five years ago now five or six and we were working out what's the measure for being a fivefold being a positional gift and and we came up with the conjunctive and it was, and I remember, so for me, upon my conversion, when I really made the decision to walk with the Lord, that was very quickly, seemingly instantaneously supplemented with this desire to be in full-time ministry. That's the words I had for it. Full-time ministry. That's the words I had for it then. Like I, I remember thinking, you know, I hear, I hear, especially in Catholicism, they talk about the calling, mm-hmm. which I think is great, a great way to say it. Yeah. Do you have the calling? And it's, I feel like if I was to talk to a, a priest or a nun who refers to their full-time ministry as why I heard the calling, I wouldn't understand what they meant. That was this very, very strong pull that I felt like there's something that God has in me that unless that's the only thing I'm doing and unless that is the, the priority driving point in my life and I put everything behind that, something's going to be lacking. I think that is an insight into what it's like to be someone who has a positional gift with this added limitation and it's gonna suck (laughs) (laughs) i'm not like there's nothing else i can do but be this specific type of leader that god has that jesus has given me and it's gonna suck Mm -hmm. but i still know that's all i'm gonna do It's and it's going to suck. And what I mean by and it's going to suck is this. It's a life of always giving. Yeah, sir. It's a life of. It's a life of minister, like being a fivefold ministry is being a minister. And it's nothing I do is for my gain. Short term. Everything Mm -hmm. is long term, like, but 
and given up control over getting anything myself makes the things I do get, the, the blessings I do receive that much sweeter. But it is this recognition of, mm. I know my life is going to be a life of servitude. Hmm. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Even though I know that's going to be a hard life. Short it's going to suck so much worse to not do that than it sucks to it, it serve is, people. Yeah. So it's this, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's this understanding of as much as that, as much as this life I know is going to be a heavy burden to carry. That's what I mean by so it's a heavy burden. Yeah. It's hard. It's My difficult. life. I know if I did anything else, I would feel a massive void. Yeah. Something huge would be missing and I would be running from that calling. And we know people like that. We know people who are putting so much energy and running from the calling because they aren't strong enough to carry that burden Nice, and not because of Jesus's fault. Jesus didn't give these gifts to people who weren't meant to carry them, but we do have to have the right thought process and the ability to stand in the midst of the storms and in the midst of the wiles of the devil in order for us to be able to minister the way he wants us to within these gifts. Yeah, I think it's just, it is, it's a heavy burden, but it's one that I wouldn't want it any other way. And I think once you real, I think that's something I've learned about. um, I've had this idea floating around in my head for, for probably over a decade is this idea that somebody who wishes they were someone they aren't or wishes that they had some ability, they don't Mm -hmm. something like that usually as a person who either doesn't understand who God created them to be or is not operating in that person. Nice. Yeah. Now I can look up to other people with other gifts than me and feel, and like, I look up to you, Pastor Jonathan, Mm. your ability to bear people's pain and to just be this natural leader is something I don't have. Your ability to care for people is something just so natural, this, this care you have and you exude is something I'm not, I'm not as nearly good at as you. It's something that I have to put a lot of effort into and a a skill I've had to learn. And, but I don't want to be you. There's things I want to be more like in you. I don't want you to be me. <laughs> but I want to be my I love who God created me to be. I, I love I, when I'm able yes. to be in in my uniqueness. Yes, these podcasts, baby. But it is there's things yeah. I there's things so I do look up to people. It's not I'm not saying don't look up to other people and don't right. appreciate other people's gifts. And and there's things in you and there's things in other men and women that you and I minister with that it's like when I can take stuff that they're really good at and learn it. It makes me better at what I do, but everything comes back to, I want to be the person God created me to be. So if somebody's like bummed out, they don't have one of these gifts. One, maybe, maybe it's something to affirm them. And I'm glad that you have a desire for leadership because that's what this is. Yeah. But really my approach to that person would be to try to help them really understand. I'll tell you, you're not going to feel a better source of joy than God flowing through the person he made you to be. Nice. Regardless if you're a five-fold ministry or not. 
Beautiful. Amazing answer. So can you remind us one more time what the ultimate answer is? Yeah. So I'll go back. So the big picture ultimate answer of Jesus is that he connects to the father, even the individuals in the church to the father on a daily basis. It doesn't, doesn't stop after salvation. It continues. And that's our greatest source of sanctification, right? Mm -hmm. The small picture benefits that he brings to the church on a daily basis are the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, still in an effort to help us grow in our maturity and to grow in joy through the sanctification we experience by fellowshipping with the father. That's it. Big picture, connect you to the father, small picture, these five gifts. Perfect. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.